But we have to put the truth in us over and over on a daily basis in order to break up that ground, that hardened ground, that damaged ground, and let God plant seeds of faith in there. To do miracles in place that maybe the places that maybe we have relegated as an untouchable place. God wants to go in there and do work. But you got to believe that you're chosen. That you and I are chosen. There is no room for anxiety when I come up here. Because he chose me. There is no room for fear when he chose you. There's no room for worry when he chose you. Because when God chooses you, he equips you to do whatever it is he chose you to do. He doesn't just choose you and say, okay, go run along on yourself. Do it by yourself. He wants to equip you for whatever he has called you to do. He chose you. And sometimes on a daily basis, we have to remind ourselves, I am chosen. I am not a mistake. I am not here by happenstance. I'm here on purpose to do something that God has called me to do. So we have to identify the lies that have been damaging our ground and remind ourselves over and over, I'm chosen. Point number two, what stops our faith from growing? It's depth. In this uh, story, Jesus said that there was seed that was sown or planted into shallow ground. These are the people, the, those of us, that, that maybe our roots don't run deep. And so we feel joy and energy when we hear something from God. But as soon as persecution or problems come, we're gone. And it's because our roots don't run deep. Do you know what helps a plant's roots run deep? Remaining. Staying in the same spot for a long time. Every time we uproot a plant and move it somewhere else, and uproot a plant and move it somewhere else, its roots don't have the opportunity to grow deep. Jesus is saying to us, he's saying, if you want your roots to run deep, you got to remain. That means when pain comes, you don't get to get up and run from the situation. When problems come, you don't get to get up and run from the situation. When you don't like that church, you don't get to get up and run from the situation. When you don't like those people, you don't get to get up and run from that situation. He says, remaining is how our roots run deep. In John 15, 5 through 9, Jesus again is speaking here. And he says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy to my father. And listen, I want you to lean in on this one. I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. Now, I don't know if this is theologically correct, honestly. But I have a theory. I believe that in order for our faith to grow... Our understanding
understanding of God's love has to grow with it. Because how can you trust someone that you don't know if they love you or not? I believe that as I learn and as I study and as I read and as I read again over and over and over about God's love for me, my faith in him has the ability to grow. Jesus is saying here in this scripture, don't just remain in me. He said, remain in my love. If ever there's a point in your life, like I've had so many times in my life, where you have questioned the love of God, you can almost guarantee your faith is questioned too. Because when you ask somebody, do you love me? What you're asking is, do you see me? Do you hear me? Will you sacrifice for me? Are you with me in or out? Will you accept me as I am? And, and can I trust you? Ultimately, when we know, when we understand the love of God, our trust in him will grow too. Our faith in him will grow too. And what I believe is, going back to the damage in our life, that oftentimes God is paying a bill that he didn't rack up. Other people have treated us like we are unloved. Other people have acted like we're unnecessary. Other people have felt like they could be with us or not be with us. And because of that, it has made us question God's love for us. When the truth is, God is constantly pursuing us. He said, I stand at the door and knock. You know when you love somebody, when you give your last for them? It's exactly what God did for us. Jesus is saying, remain in my love. Remaining, very simply put, is reminding. It's reminding myself over and over and over again how much God loves me and his promises are yes and amen. That his promises will come true in my life. But you've got to remind yourself. Because the truth is, what you put in you will come out of you. How I remind myself is making sure that the word of God is not something I just read on the screens in this room. That the word of God is something that I am I am taking it in at all times. Whenever I get a chance, I'm taking it in because I'm telling you, that's how your roots run deep. It can't be that the only time I'm reading a scripture is when I'm in this place. Everybody says it all the time that the word is the one book that you will read and it reads back to it reads you it reads you back to yourself. Whatever they say. It reads you. But that's why it has to be a part of our daily faith. Because sometimes you'll think you'll read a scripture and it's not that big of a deal and it was probably a little boring. And then later on in life, when you actually need it, that scripture comes back to your mind. And so it's important for us that we remain in the love of God, that we are reminding ourselves over and over and over again how much God loves us. And how he has promises that are for us. It's a part of our daily faith.
are certain things that we make sure are a part of our everyday. I'm pretty sure at least 98% of every person in this place brush their teeth today. 98. I mean, I'm, I mean, if people talking to you from a distance, they're the 2%. Okay. There are certain things that we make sure are part of our everyday because we know how important they are. This is the thing about God's word. It's so important, it changes us from the inside out. We'll be a totally different person if we make it a part of our everyday life. We have to remain. We have to stay grounded. A plant, a tree can come up against any kind of weather if its roots run deep. Any kind of problems if its roots run deep. It won't have to get pulled up out of the ground as quickly if its roots run deep. And so that's why it's important for us to remain in God's love. Point number three, what stops our faith from growing? Point number three is distractions. This is a part of the scripture where Jesus' story, where Jesus says the seed was thrown on thorny ground and the thorns literally choked out the seed. In John 15 and 2, it's the same scripture we kind of been going back and forth to. Jesus is talking here and he says, God cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so they will produce even more. Pruning means to remove anything that is unnecessary or unwanted in our lives. So in order for us to really see our faith grow in the way that it should grow, there are some distractions that we're going to have to prune. Some friends, we might have to prune. Some hobbies, we may have to prune. Some attitudes, we may have to prune. The things that are distracting us because faith grows when we focus in. When we focus in and we stand unwavered on what God can do in our lives. But the problem with focusing in is our peripheral vision. The things that come on the side of us, the worries, the problems, the attitudes, the people that come to distract us from what God wants to do in our life. And so my question for you today is, what needs to be pruned? What's stopping your faith from growing because it's standing in your peripheral? It's taking your eyes off the promises of God. Those things are pruned, and Jesus says, so you can grow more fruit. Pruning is not fun. Pruning may hurt a little bit. Pruning changes your entire environment. But pruning helps you grow more fruit. And so it's important for us to see what are the things that may be distracting us from our faith growing to the level that it can grow. Here is the thing about faith. Faith grows in discipline. Discipline isn't fun, y'all. Nobody even likes the word. No one's like, I'm disciplined. Like, <laughs> what do you say? Weird flex, whatever. <laughs> Discipline, like, nobody, nobody goes around telling people how disciplined they are. But we see it in their fruit. 
and the lives of people that are disciplined and the lives of people where faith is a part of who they are every single day, we see it in their fruit. We see joy in the midst of sorrow. We see peace that goes beyond understanding. We see them loving people that feel like they're unlovable. We see that in the fruit of these people and we want to be these people. Faith grows in discipline. Discipline is doing it even when it doesn't feel good, but you know it's necessary. Discipline is doing it even when it doesn't give you any thrills and you get no attention for it. And yet and still, you know it's necessary. Jesus, he, he showed us this in scripture. Jesus, he, he modeled this because just like, Jesus, just like you and I, Jesus was a human. But you see, when Jesus started his ministry, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And while he was in the wilderness, the enemy tried to tempt him. And Jesus said, nope, it is written. Every single time the enemy tried to lie to Jesus and create damaged ground in him, Jesus came back with it is written. He came back with the truth. Jesus didn't allow people to come and do whatever they wanted to do in his life. Jesus, he pruned himself of distractions. It said Jesus withdrew often. He got away from the crowds often, intentionally, because he knew they would distract him from his faith being what it needed to be. Because daily faith sustained Jesus. Jesus didn't tell you and I to remain in his love without showing us that he does the same thing. He said, as I remain in my father's love, remain in my love. Jesus showed us by example that in order for our faith to grow on a daily basis, we have to identify the damage. What are the lies that we believe? In order for our faith to grow on a daily basis, we have to remain in the love of God and grow some deep roots. In order for our faith to be on a daily basis, we have to prune distractions and get rid of the things that are taking our focus off of God. What I love about Jesus is that when he went on the cross for you and I, Jesus had, he said seven different things. But the last thing he said was a faith statement. Showing us over and over again that his faith, his daily faith, sustained him so much while he was on this earth that even to his last breath, he spoke of faith. In Luke 23 and 46, the last thing Jesus said on the cross. It says, then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. How do you want to live this life? Do you want to see everything that God can do in you? Do you want your faith to grow so much that it produces 30, 60, 100 times as much as you plan it? Do you want your faith to be so overflowing, so explosive, that other people can feed off of it? Other people can be sustained off of your daily faith. We got to make faith a part of our everyday lives. Because this whole entire sermon series could be a fantasy for somebody. Could be a shoulda, coulda, woulda for somebody. Or it can be reality. It can be how you live your life every single day. We have to spend time in prayer every day. 
reading your word and worship, intimacy with God. Because slowly and yet surely, we will see our faith grow to a place where God is doing miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives. Where we can believe God for anything, even the details. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that your word will change us from the inside out. That, God, your word comes to sustain us. God, it's not just a book that we read, Lord, but it is something to help sustain us in everyday life. Today, God, we surrender our damaged ground to you. Today, God, we ask you, Lord, to help us prune the distractions in our lives. We ask you, God, to help our roots run deep. We love you, Lord, and we are so grateful for the many promises that you have shared with us, the many promises that will change us from the inside out. Thank you that our faith is daily faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you actually to keep your head down and your eyes closed. We are going to, to open up this opportunity for someone who maybe... Maybe you slipped away from your relationship with God, or maybe you've, you've never had a relationship with God, and today you want to receive the gift of salvation. This gift has changed so many of us in so many ways. And today maybe is the start of your daily faith. We want to take that opportunity. If we didn't take this opportunity, we wouldn't be doing what we were called to do as a church, to provide space for people who want to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that is you today, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. And actually, I'm going to ask everybody to repeat after me because we don't pray by ourselves here. Repeat after me, say, Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. A gift that changes me, cleanses me, and heals me. I believe that your son died on the cross and rose from the grave so I can have freedom in him. Today I receive salvation and my life is forever changed. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.